0: Hey Maggie. Hello Pia. (laughs) We're
1: back you guys. Um, We're back. But I think we we're back and ready to ready to be fired up this week because we're talking about something that I think most of our listeners will be able to relate to. Mm
0: -hmm. On a
1: personal note from what I've heard on the street October has been rough for everybody this year. It's been a busy time. Everyone's wrapping things up. You know it's midterm season. It's quarterly reports for jobs. Everything's kind of wrapping up for for the holidays, which are rolling around more quickly than we think. And I thought today it would be nice to kind of discuss all the things that we try to cram into our free time. So if you think about the hours that you're not sitting in class and the hours that you're not sitting at your desk at work, we tend to fill those with socializing, going on dates, meeting new people, you know, working out, (laughs) hobbies. Yeah, and it's like there's only so much time to – fill that with these things and let's kind of talk about today how that is kind of impacted by our busy schedules but more importantly let's talk about how we're able to kind of balance all this stuff with everything else going on and how we kind of prioritize you know seeing friends going on dates meeting people doing all those things that kind of make our life interesting and and I want to kind of talk about this for the plot era that we're kind of seeing all Mm. over social media because it's like I think a lot of us are kind of in that in our early 20s. So I think we're just going to dive right into that. What do you think?
0: You know what? I think that sounds like a great idea. Let's just do it.
1: actually this whole for the plot theme would be a really really good way to kick off this episode because I think I completely agree I think it ties in nicely all the aspects of how we spend our free time the decisions that we make the things we decide to say yes to the things that we decide to say no to and stay home instead and read a book and rest and kind of what that looks like and why we make those decisions um and I'm kind of curious if you have any initial thoughts on kind of this whole for the plot theme that we see circulating around TikTok right now and other forms. Yeah, of-
0: I, well, thank you for, for starting us off. I yeah. mean, I think you covered a lot of great bases that I'm excited to discuss today. Um, and I actually never heard of the term for the plot before you had mentioned it. I, I believe it was in a conversation we had, but, or maybe, maybe it was in the podcast. Um, I remember you had talked about it and I thought, oh my gosh, wait a minute. It's so true. When I think about our, in this case, our lives in our early 20s, moving into late 20s, it's this period of time where so much change is going on and because things are happening within our lives, we have this, you know, innate pressure to think, okay, this decision I make is like, is this going to, how is this going to affect me right now? Like, I want to do this because I want to be spontaneous. I want to live my best life, that kind of mindset, that kind of stamina. And um, so I, I just thought it was so funny when you had brought up that term, just even, you know, kind of basically starting us out here. I was like, wow, like it's so true. Cause I feel like applying to my life um, right now, I think people, people I know I'm I'm in my last kind of year of, of school and there's yeah. been so many moments where uh, I've thought like how can I balance the course load that I'm taking right now which um, I knew what I was getting into but it's definitely been a bit rigorous um, but also still be able to take advantage of the opportunities that um, I can at this like period and time in my life like how can I, I- when I have free time, how do I spend it? When I don't have free time, like how am I still able to, I still feel like I'm in my head thinking like, I wanna, what am I gonna do after I finish right. my work? And it's just this weird dynamic and kind of battle with ourselves. And I think I would really like to hear your, cause I, I mean, you addressed it and brought up this great uh, theme and I would love to hear about your perspective first and then I'll I'll kind of add to it.
1: Yeah, I think again, You bring it up as well with the whole, you know, we're in our 20s. This is supposed to be the year where we're, like, living our best lives and saying yes and going out and, like, doing all this stuff. And in theory, that's a great thing. But the reality is that we all have responsibilities and jobs and school and whatnot and homework and extracurriculars and hobbies or whatever. But it's like we're kind of expected at the same time to have this crazy trope I want to call it almost like as if we're characters in a movie and me and my friends say this all the time we're always like oh my gosh <laughs> this weekend we're gonna have a movie weekend and when we <laughs> say this we literally mean like this weekend like get off your ass get off the couch like we're not meal prepping and doing laundry this weekend we're like going out in the town we're meeting people we're doing things that we normally wouldn't do we're gonna be you know brave in the sense of like we'll go up to anybody at the bar and talk to them because like life's a movie and nothing matters type mindset and I think that is exactly what I'm referring to when I'm talking about this for the plot theme that I guess this episode can kind of circulate around but I think it's interesting because again in college you know everyone's like oh you have more time than ever in college but Mm. (laughs) you know
0: I would argue that
1: although yes there's a lot of time I feel like when you enter your adulting years, when you have that nine to six or nine to five or whatever, those evenings all of a sudden open up because you're not, you don't have lingering work, at least in my industry. Like when I close my laptop, it's, it's done for the day. I don't really think about work until the next morning, which is, I guess I'm lucky in that sense, but Uh I find that I've had more time to actually go on dates, meet new people, you know, is it exhausting? 100%. Um, and I think that's another thing that it's, that we should maybe talk about, like, yeah, is going on that new date maybe going to make you super tired the next morning if you stay out late talking to them or whatever, you get drinks and dinner and then walk around? Sure, but like, is it worth it to be a little tired the next morning in order to add this element to your life that suddenly makes, you know, waking up the next morning a little bit more exciting, you know, am I going to see this person again? Is there a connection here? Oh my gosh, I get to call my friends later and like tell them about, whatever he said this that and the other it's and we can laugh about it you know these these elements of life that are kind of more interesting and exciting than hey how's work going good how's work going good hey how's school oh good you know it's like there's only so much that's exciting about those core elements of our life that we owe it to ourselves yeah. To like go and experience these these social aspects of things. And I think that's kind of where I'm at in a sense of mm. mindset right now, just trying to take advantage of my youth or whatever by like going and exploring those options. So I don't know what that's your a, thoughts are on that. No, that's such a
0: great point. And I think um I've been like whenever you whenever you talk, I'm like jotting down little notes. I'm like, ooh, I'm always about just everything <laughs> you're noting is. Um, I can in this case relate to I think uh how i've seen it when i um try to take time for myself and whether that be in this case socially when i'm when I try to meet new people or i go out with um, somebody that I know i think about in the back of my head i'm like you know oh should I be you know working uh, until this amount of time what should I be doing this with my free time like are you sure and it's In the like, I guess over time, I've told myself no, and this kind of goes back to another podcast episode. Mm -hmm. We, it's about okay, I deserve this time to do this. I deserve this time to take time for myself and have the self care. And I'm gonna swerve a little bit into uh, this kind of feeling that I've felt is the 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 deserving of self care and the deserving Mm -hmm. of taking time for yourself to be social to. You know, do that hobby that you've wanted to do for a while to meet that person that you wanted to meet um, for X amount of time. And I think uh, I was taking notes about this idea of the reward of, in this case, you know, putting yourself out there and doing something that might feel uncomfortable that you might have never thought of doing before. And in this case, like, what is the relationship between doing something that is in this case, socially, mentally exhausting and the reward that comes after that and how that in, like affects your life in the future. And what memories are you going to remember from those things that in this case are like exhausting and draining. Yeah. So it's yeah. there is kind of like a, a little scale, a little balance there where, you know, the more you kind of the more effort you put into something, the more you're gonna get out of it. And whether that be a negative outcome, whether that be a positive outcome, but how I've seen it, especially with doing tasks, whether they're mandatory, whether they're not, that are mentally straining and, or just, as I said, something that I really don't know if I wanna do, what I've learned from it is so much more impactful and, I think I have so many more reflections off of that Mm -hmm. experience versus something that I would do that would just be a little bit more comfortable. And I think, um, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. I kind of, I just had a little, a little uh, brain dump.
1: (laughs) You make a lot of sense in that. Like, I think everything you say is relevant. You know, we Talk. You know, you just mentioned in the end talking about comfort. I think I'm more and more seeking personally discomfort at this point in my life. You know, moving to a new city, a new job, new pool of people. I'm like, it's fascinating. Just in the few weekends that I've been living in New York, the amount of, the sheer amount of interesting people that I've met out mm. the grocery store or even at work. Like, so many people are. Kind of open to discomfort in a sense of like, I don't know, it's like I feel like it's very easy, you know. Again, going back to this whole idea of comfort, it's very easy to stay in on the weekends and be like, Oh, I need to do laundry and I need to go to the grocery store and I'm, I'm really tired. And you know what? Those weekends are great, and I'm coming up on one of those weekends. It's Halloween weekend. <laughs> part of me, like, I should go on a bender and like have the best time of my life. And the other part is me, of me is like, I feel like I haven't stopped running since October 1st and this is the first weekend that I'm not leaving town or traveling or have friends coming to stay with me. So I'm very excited to just kind of read my book in the park. Yeah. Um, However, you know, is that an example of comfort? I don't think so. I think there's, there's a balance in, you know, having those for the plot nights and, putting yourself out there and going out with your friends and saying yes and meeting people and challenging yourself in that way. And I think there's, there's, you know, the other side where it's like, you're allowed to relax. You're allowed to say no to socializing or not. You're allowed to say no to dates. You're allowed to cancel dates. You know, again, there are going to be days that you feel like shit and you don't want to do anything. And there are going to be days where you feel on top of the world and you feel like a main character and your hair is perfect that day and you are like your confidence is a 10 out of 10 to go out and you do something you normally wouldn't and I think those are the days that are fun to talk about and I think those are the days that kind of stick with you when you look back at the last let's say I don't know two years of your life yep you know most fun nights I mean sure sometimes it's the chill nights that you're reading your book but I don't know about you but for me a lot of times it's those insane quote-unquote movie nights that I had with my friends where we did something so out of the ordinary that it's almost impressive that we pulled it off.
0: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm.
1: it's moments like that, that you look back on and laugh about and just think that was so fucking cool of us that we did that, or that we approached that person who's still in our life or, you know, whatever you learn bits and pieces about yourself while putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. And I think that's something I'm constantly trying to seek out because I think it's rewarding when they turn into something good.
0: That's a, I mean, you, you've been really, you've been addressing so many points that I find, I mean, I attach to and I have so many things to say about. And I think um, touching, addressing like the first part of your, like your um, set of points was Mm -hmm. how do we find a question that I just kind of um, wrote down that I really, how do we find, Discomfort in this case, uh, a new city, a or maybe a city. Actually, let me rephrase. How do we find discomfort in a place, uh, in a place of that is not in this like discomforting or no that is comfortable? Did I just say yep. discomforting? Wow, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, let me, let me say the question again. How do we find discomfort in a place that we are very comfortable in if that if we are somebody who is seeking out these feelings of discomfort but we're in a um for example we'll put the situation of you're living in your hometown and you want to you know find these people that will push you out of your comfort zone or maybe you're in a in a place where you you want to meet different people that really um, make you Make you do things that you would never expect or make you think things that you would never even think about and i think i don't know that's a question that i've asked myself when i i don't know when i've i feel like i try to seek out places that are, make me uncomfortable because i think it's really interesting to meet people that are that challenge my beliefs but i see i, I bring this up in the point of for people listening or um you know i've been in the position where i've i felt that but How have you, Pia? I have a question for you. How have you um, been able to find and seek this feeling of discomfort when you've been around people or a situation that has been naturally comfortable for
1: you? Yeah, I think that just my immediate thoughts there, and thanks again for opening another direction there. When you are constantly around the same people, um, I think it limits your potential to explore, you know, like situations with people that you normally wouldn't. Again, mm-hmm. I think, you know, in college, I wish that I would have branched out a little bit more. We kind of had a pretty solid friend group at one point, And most of our socializing on the weekends was with this friend group. And although it was super, super fun, and we had a you know, a great time. And I don't regret any of that. I think there are times where I wish that I would have, you know, gotten coffee more with girls in my class, really hung out with my coworkers, even just outside of work. Those are people that I spent 50% of my time in Boston with were my coworkers and I love them so much. And, you know, just getting to know people on a more personal level, may be uncomfortable because, oh, we haven't hung out outside of work or like, oh, like, You know, this guy that I've been kind of chatting to or seen out a couple times wants to go on a date, but I'm kind of talking to this other guy. And like, you know, at the time it's like, well, I'm really comfortable with this other guy and things are going well. Why would I, you know, throw that in the bucket for someone who, you know, it could be really awful. I wish that I had had kind of a more open mindset in that sense of not closing all these doors off to friendships, romantic relationships, whatever it was, just because, At that point in time, things were Mm -hmm. good, steady, Mm -hmm. and I was having fun and life was great because, you know, I noticed myself doing it here too. I moved to New York and I'm lucky enough to have some home friends living around me um, as well as BU friends and some old friends from my old college. And I've seen a lot of those people on the weekends, people that are familiar. And although I'm so grateful for that because it's definitely made my transition to a new city seamless because I have comfort and familiarity around me, I kind of want to challenge myself to, you know, go, go on dates, like, go hang out with coworkers after work. I've started doing that a little bit. That's been really fun. You know, approaching somebody on the train who's reading a book that you like and just sparking up a conversation, those things that can feel awkward, like,
0: yeah, I think
1: making friends in your adult life is extremely hard, and people do talk about that, and it's true. And I, I don't know what I would do, you know, if I didn't have a little bit of support system here. But I think you just have to encourage yourself to go and seek out other relationships with people, whether they're platonic or romantic or whatever, because ultimately you don't want to be stuck in the same circle of people from the day you're born to the day you die. That's just not appealing to me in the slightest like of course you can have your anchors and your rocks and I'm so lucky to have those people in my life but I'm also constantly seeking out other perspectives and other people and you know I could go on and on but I think it's really important to put yourself in uncomfortable situations so you just grow as a person you don't want to stay the same you know I I think that's a great
0: point I think you know it's it's such a challenge especially to break away from that feeling of um it's it's like a safety blanket I think being around people that make you feel like yourself and make you feel in this case comfortable in your own skin and um when you build friendships with people that you've known for like that in case you've known since you were very young um or even when you build relationships in college and you know them for you know, years on end, it's, it's this feeling of like, wow, you get me for who I am. And, um, I can say something and you'll like, I can crack jokes at you. I can, uh, tease you and it, it won't ever like, I'll never feel any real like repercussion if they're the right people. Mm-hmm. But, um, at the same time, breaking away from that, you know, in this case, as I said, deep blanket and pushing yourself to say, you know what? Maybe I'll I'll say something and I'll I'll go up to this person that I never thought I would, and I'll say something that I you know might have never thought I would say before. But you like, I don't. You know, ne- if I don't say it, then I'll never know what will happen. Right. And I think it's just that kind of quote unquote "fuck it" attitude, which ah. um, I know it sounds very easy to just say, but at the same time, I think once you put yourself in that position where you are able to just say, you know what, I'm going to say this because I believe in it. I'm going to say this because I've, I believe in myself. And that yeah. takes time. It takes time to. Yeah, because I want to, it, it changed, it changes everything. And yeah. I think, I mean, it, it's, it's taken me many years to f- feel a sense of confidence within you know, how I hold myself and what I say. But when I, once I finally started to just like adhere to this mindset where, you know what, if I believe in this and I, and I think other people will benefit from what I say, um, then just stick with it and be confident with that. And um, it'll, it'll allow you to open up to so many other people and just to people that you would never expect to, to even meet or to say anything to. And Um, as I've kind of said before in, in other, in other episodes, it's such a crazy thing to put yourself in a position where you're able to go up to people that you never thought you would and like, like be able to be challenged within like with their mindset and their perspectives, I think. So, um, and it's always, it's so, I always say this and I will continue to reinstate it but it's so easy to say these things and to just be like all right I'm gonna go up to that random guy in the coffee shop and just say hi like I mean come on like it's (laughs) like that's it's not gonna happen meaning it it can and it will it's it's not gonna happen instantly um but it's repetition and you know
1: yeah Yeah. you bring up really great points because it is constantly a battle you know nobody is a born ballsy girl who just is like out here approaching everyone and everything. I would say it takes time to kind of master that trait. And I think part of that is exactly what you were saying. Like for me, I don't think I have one instance where I approach somebody, whether it was out or a friend or a guy that I thought was cute. I don't think I have one instance where I regret it. I think I have instances that were like kind of, that kind of backfired or were like a little bit embarrassing or like they had a girlfriend or like whatever. But even those instances, like, they're awkward for like one second, then you carry on about your day and you hop on over with your friends to the next bar or you approach another group of people. I've never had an experience where I'm like, oh my God, I feel so embarrassed and horrible. I will never put myself out there again. Mm -hmm. out of 10 times, if not 10 out of 10 times, you know, these uncomfortable conversations and situations and quote unquote, shooting your shot and having the fuck it mentality ends up yep. benefiting you it's it's challenging it's exciting it's it's adrenaline adrenaline pumping which is something mm-hmm. i love to fill my life with little little adrenaline pumping moments you know i don't have to be jumping out of a plane on the weekend but it's little moments like shooting your shot at someone that you think is cute on a thursday night when you're not even really like in the mood to just because you know you're like oh whatever there's like no one at this bar and this guy's cute and like I'll probably never see him again, whatever, why not? It's little moments like that, that I think, you know, you never know what little conversations, little moments can turn into. And I think. Completely, completely. It's just, uh, it's so true. Like, and that's the mindset we have to have.
0: I think, I mean, it's, uh, it's such a interesting and like, point of view to be able to like get to that point.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think uh, I I don't know it's so and I think it's so interesting to look back on, you know, le- like I, I would love to hear your opinion and your thoughts about this, mm-hmm. but it's so crazy to look back on um, ourselves like a year, a year ago or even two years ago and say like and, and ask you know ourselves these questions like what? how, how did you view yourself at this point in your life? Um, and how do you view yourself now? What are your values and what do you view in somebody? You know, and I think that's something that I've started to ask myself too. Um, when it comes to, in this case, the, the, the theme of today is just relationships. Like how have I not only view relationships with other people, but view a relationship with myself. And um, I think I ask myself this question kind of every night too is, uh, when I, before I go to bed, I, it's so funny. I got this, I think I told you this Pia, but I got a whiteboard and, yes. um, cause I have my schedule is just hectic. So I need a whiteboard to just put everything down. It's great to, it's great to have it like not only a journal, not only have a, um, a notebook to a notepad to put all your stuff in, but a whiteboard is always cool too. Cause I just love to yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, but totally, totally. I have, like, I have a quote of the week and then I have two questions that say, did you put in the effort today? And are you proud of yourself? And I think I, it's just asking yourself questions that help you reevaluate your day and reevaluate yourself are so important. And I think um, this a question that I had jotted down that when you were um, speaking is just what I asked myself, this is, who is it for? Like, who am I doing this thing for? Who am I doing um, like, am I doing this for myself or am I doing this for somebody else? And in many, in situations, I, I it's a subjective question. I think you, you could be doing a certain action for somebody else because that's something that you want to do. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to give an example, like you could be going out of your way to, um, you know, help somebody with uh, something with their job, like give them advice do it, meet, meet with them, um, go out for coffee and say, Hey, I would love to help you with this. Or even in class, like I would love to help tutor you within the subject. That's something that is action. Like I want to do this for you. But at the same time, you're asking yourself, yeah, who is it for? I'm doing it for this person, but I'm doing it because I want to better myself. Right. And I want to help this person because I feel good helping this person. And it's, yeah. um, so that's one way that I ask myself, like, who, who am I doing? What am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? Um, mm-hmm. and another way that I ask myself this question is in a situation where I don't want to do something. And I like, I will ask myself, is that, am I doing for the me? Like there's two different me's. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of jumping around. If are you, are you like, does this I'm, make sense?
1: Yeah. I'm with you. You're, okay. It doesn't you're, make sense. Like I have a yeah. tendency to
0: jump around, but yeah, I, wanna... I like another part of this question I asked, like, am I doing this for the me that wants to do it? Or am I doing this for the other me that is like, I feel like I should be doing it because it sh- be like dirty. should make me feel good, but I don't really want to. I don't, do you have any thoughts about that? Cause I feel like yeah. I'll, I ask myself like that question a lot.
1: Yeah. I think that's actually really, that's actually really funny that you bring that up because I have, <laughs> The same exact thought process every time I am about to make a quote-unquote risky or uncomfortable decision. So there's, like, the me that's like, I'm going to do this because it's going to make me happy, you know? Going on a date with this guy is going to make me feel good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. He's cute. Whatever. We get along. Or is it because I should be going on this date because, you know, I... This person could impact my life really positively. And, you know, if it's awesome, I get to call my friends about it and we can laugh about it and freaking psychoanalyze the shit out of it, which <laughs> is always, like every girl kind of does that sometimes, which is fun. You know, is it, should I do it because I had a really hard week at work and I deserve to, you know, be, you know, whatever? be in a situation where I have good conversation and put myself out there because work has been so stressful and I, you know, deserve something fun and nice to end my week with. I think that's something that those two me's that you're referring to are constantly blurred together because Yes. I think sometimes wanting something and should wanting something are hard to differentiate because we don't know what's like at the end of the day best for us. Like, yeah, we know what makes us feel good, but I think wanting something and should wanting something can both positively or negatively impact your life. And I think it's one of those things where you just kind of have to go with your gut on like, all right, do I actually want to do this? Or am I just doing this to do it to either serve other people or because everybody in their dating is dating in their twenties. And because, you know, my friends think that I should, or because I had a bad experience with somebody recently, so I should put myself back out there, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Mm-hmm. I have to blur out those reasons and make sure that why why you're doing things is for the purpose of you know actually bettering yourself or making you feel good or just simply because you want to. and I think yeah. it's hard. I don't know if there's a way to differentiate the two other than really critically sitting down and being like do I actually want to do this or do yes, I yes
0: yes oh my gosh it's I mean it's so it's so true because I what I've done is when I'm in situations where I'm asking myself okay is this something you want to do or is this this feeling that's just bubbling inside of you that's yeah. this feel like this ex- I want to do this because it. I felt so good in that moment and I want to feel that mm-hmm. again, it's, like I want to taste it again. I want to just like immerse myself in that moment because it was yes. in this case, a magical fairy tale kind of like feeling. Right. And then, but then I, I think I, I'm always, my, my second brain is like, okay, what are the repercussions? Like you okay, do this, but what's going to happen after like, how's this going right. to affect you? And then it's like, there's always a second wind, but it's just this, it is, it's like a battle between, brain, like, it's a battle between myself. Um, not, and, and I feel like I've had, I've built my relationship with that feeling to one that is more positive than negative. In the past, I used to automatically think, oh, this is going to be negative. Like, you know, the, what's yeah. going to come out of it is going to be bad. You know, it's, you're just going to, you're going to fail. And now I feel like I have a different relationship with how outcomes go. And I I- mm-hmm. Tell myself, well, you know, if you if you want, if you choose to do this, and this is something that you want, um, you know, don't. Yes, you can think about it. You can write stuff down. You can give a list of reasons why you do it. But don't think about it too much to the point where it makes you sick. And then you're like, oh, you know, uh, oh, I'm I'm. This is like the end of it. Like if I do this, then everything <laughs> in between is gonna fall apart. Oh my God. The amount of times I've like done that and I've self. So, girl, you know me. I was, I, I was the queen of self-sabotage. Like I ate that shit up. Like it was nobody's business. And I, it was, yeah. so when yeah. I, when I, when I did that, nothing good came out of it. Like I yeah. did it because it was, I, I soaked in this feeling of kind of, yep, this is going to happen because it can. Oh, it, it, it's the, it's the yeah. it can part that, that defined my relationship with, with myself and with what I could and couldn't do, and I think once I finally told myself, Maggie, stop titling what the outcome could be, because you never know. I mean, and I, and I when people will come up to me and um, they'll say, Maggie, I'm in a position where this person said something that was really hurtful, and I and now I feel this way, and like. Why would they do such a thing? Or I want to put myself out there and I want to meet new people and or go on this date that I never thought I could. And, but it's gonna, this is gonna happen. And I say, hold on, pump the freaking brakes. Yeah. As soon as you put a title on what's gonna happen at the end of it, that's it. Like that's what's gonna happen. It's all yeah. and as we, life is but a mindset of what we think we can and cannot do. And I've noticed this, noticed this with my behavior. Like, with my behaviors and um, new things that I've gotten myself into, whether that's classes, whether that's um, extracurriculars, opportunities, hobbies. And when I, I noticed this particularly within um, one of my hobbies, which is painting um, Mm -hmm. is once I finally allowed myself to say, you know what, put that freaking, you know, paintbrush to paper and let it rip, let it go. Uh Don't, I, I, I let go of this feeling of this is what you should be painting because this is what um, is, in this case, oh, this is what's trending. This is what this person thinks you should be painting. And I thought, you know what? Mm-hmm. What's going on in your life that you want to just put out, out for yourself and, and what are your emotions that you're feeling? What, what, what colors correlate with those emotions? And I think it was just that allowance of, you know, fluidity of just life, I guess. That's, that's such a yeah. like philosophical kind of like, you know, sentence, but I think it's true. And I, I it, it's, it. I mean, yeah. Let me know if you have any questions with that um, or not questions or comments.
1: Sorry. sorry. Oh, I think, I think art is such a beautiful way to express yourself. And I think there are so many elements of grounding yourself back down to earth in times where you might be, second-guessing your character or wondering if you should put yourself in uncomfortable situations. But I think more importantly, I kind of want to jump back to your point of self-sabotage because I think that's a massive component of um, being social and putting yourself out there. And it's something that, girl, if you're the queen, I am the princess and I'm right below you because I self-sabotaged my way through relationships, all of college, if not still to this day. And it's something that I'm finally, yeah, get it. (laughs) Uh, Um, (laughs) Something that my close friends tell me all the time, they're always like, you know, why do you have this terrible negative outlook on relationships? In my case, specifically romantic relationships. And I think it's because there have been so many times where I have been let down that it's easier to approach an uncomfortable situation now with uh, it'll probably go to shit but like it'll be fun while it lasts type thing and I, and I tend to say that almost every time I go into something that has potential or every time I meet someone that's really friendly or great or nice or whatever and it's easier to say that and then shit not work out than me say oh my gosh I met someone and I'm really excited about them or Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to go on a date with someone that I normally wouldn't, but you know, he made me feel really important or like he resonated with something that I said or whatever it may be. It's exactly what you said, having that preset mindset that shit's going to hit the fan or that, you know, things aren't going to work out. I think I'm a big believer that people can read the energy that you put into a room, and I think if you're always going to walk into a room and emit darkness and cloudy mindsets and negative outlooks you're dragging everybody in that room including yourself and most importantly yourself down to the ground and below that because how can we ever succeed in relationships in friendships in life you know in our careers if we just already have decided for ourselves that things just aren't gonna work out and that's fine too it's a fucking toxic mindset and it's something that we learn to have i think through this ideation that like rejection is all around us and you know things are going to happen and you know you're going to get hurt you're going to get you're going to go through shitty situations um people are going to let you down and this is all true these are all very true aspects and i think you know it's something that some of my friends don't necessarily relate to I would say half of my friends are in long-term relationships and they I feel like when I talk about these things they don't really hear me yeah I can't relate and it's like a little frustrating sometimes because you know not everybody has that initial click or comfort or long-term whatever it is with one person you know a lot of us are out here like taking a taste test of every bucket of ice cream just to see you know did I miss a flavor? What, like, what ice
0: cream my- good? Mm-hmm. Like, what is yeah. your favorite flavor, Pia? That's the question of the day. <laughs> <Dude>, it- <laughs> 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 cookie dough? Are
1: you cookie dough?
0: <laughs> I'm mean, chocolate. Tit. Actually, I don't know. Literally. Maybe
1: a butter chocolate. Sorry. I'd like chocolate <laughs> <laughs> the brown brash- situation. Cake chocolate batter. Butter. Cake batter is good. My problem is Maggie. It changes all the time, and that resonates yeah. in my daily life too. And that's okay.
0: It's okay to to, to switch flavors sometimes. And I think being able to get that Sunday, and taste all the flavors in that Sunday gives you perspective and it and it broadens your horizon with what's out there in the world and yes it's daunting as hell and yes it's scary to meet that person that you know might look at you and be like what is this chick doing like why is she talking to me you know but at the same time they're like wait a minute this person felt comfortable to approach me then now I feel more comfortable to approach them right And, and it's once we switch our mindset and say, you know, if I'm entering a room, as you said, if I'm entering a room with this feeling of optimism, with this confidence, then think about it this way. Psychologically, other people are going to want are going to feel the same way as well. People are going to want to put themselves out there and grow. Um, gravitate towards that feeling. We, right. as humans, we, we biologically want to feel good. We want right. to, we seek pleasure in life. That's just how it is. I mean, fuck, I don't, I don't want to be, feel upset all the time, <laughs> it's a terrible feeling. So of course right. I'm going to want to, you know, do things that make me feel good. And in this case, when we put ourselves in positions where, yes, it's kind of frightening to put yourself out there and be, emit uh, this feeling of optimism and confidence. When you do that, you're, it's it's this positive, I guess it's a positive reinforcement, it's a positive cycle. Other people are going to want to feel that too. And then they're going to feel a, 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 like positive, comp, this feeling of confidence to go up to other people and do that. So it's just, it's this chain that, um, just continues to, to spread. And I think it's just the first step, the first step is to put yourself in that uncomfortable position to be optimistic and open to new things. And it's, it's not easy. Like it's kind of contradictory. It's kind of funny how it's like, Oh, it's, you have to be uncomfortable to be comfortable, but that's, that's, that's how it like, that's just how it works.
1: I, I love that. And I think, again, you bring up this nice notion to kind of wrap up the episode of, to st- i think to get to the ultimate comfort to get to that ultimate state of your life where you have the dream job that you're living in the place you want to live your friends are solid your or whatever your partner is the person of your dreams in order to get to that spot of ultimate comfort if you're not challenging yourself in your 20s what are you what are you doing you know what i mean it's like this is the very beginning of your life at this point where we kind of have The opportunity to pick and choose and to make decisions and to make ourselves uncomfortable and to seek out risk, whether that's, again, in relationships or in your career or in a new place, you know, do those things now so that you can reach that ultimate point in your life where you look back and say, wow, I wouldn't have done anything different because what would my life look like if I didn't take risks, put myself out there, say yes, shoot your shot do it because you want to do it because it feels good, you know? Exactly. But at the same and time, right? if you don't reach those things. Yeah, exactly. If you
0: don't, yeah. I'm going to say I, this a quick note, but I think if you're not, but I, and I say this, um, in, in, in the most, in a lighthearted way, but if you're not, if you're not, if you feel like you're not hitting those points and you don't, you're not in those positions where you feel like you're living your best life in your twenties, that's okay too. Right. Because, Like I, especially this, this semester, I've been questioning myself and I'm sitting here like taking, I'm literally learning French, which is something I never really thought I would have to take again. And it's kicking my ass, but like, and I'm like, I could be out doing all these fun stuff with my, you know, with my day, but I'm here, you know, studying something that I'm trying to get, to be passionate about. And I think I, I tell myself it's okay to... Not feel like you you're in this a position where you have to be um, and where if other people and it may seem like other everybody else is just living their best lives, you never know what they're like, it may look like it but at the same time you never truly know. So um, it, I, I, I come at that with a positive uh, of a positive angle where don't feel like if you're not at that point or you're not, you feel like you're inadequate to other people number one you're not, but right. also, like, we're all just
1: doing our best. That's, that's a really good thing to remember. And I think, again, it's a good balance to, you know, my, my little monologue there of like, go live your best life, do this, do that, the other, but also exactly what Maggie said, you know, life is shitty at times, we're busy, we're doing a 1000 things at once, you have to prioritize certain things. So give yourself grace in that sense too. like, don't, you know, don't do it just to do it again, that kind of second me that Maggie talked about earlier in the episode kind of I think that's a good kind of takeaway from this episode, really start thinking about what you want your life to look like. And if it's what you want your life to look like, or what you think everybody else should want your life to look like. And I think that's a good basis as to making decisions. And at the end of the day, just like, like, it's not that deep, you know what I mean? Like, now we're here for such a short time on planet Earth, you know, and before you know it, you're, my God, I don't even want to say it, but you're, you're, we're old and just want to live a life well-lived and you don't want to have any regrets. And that's kind of where you my- yeah, Exactly. Just live a life that you, um, embrace the ups and embrace the
0: downs. Um, because if a life, a life without downs is a life that is, well, it's pretty, boring. it's pretty boring. So, um, you know, t- if, if, when you, when lows hit, you, you, what you do is you, you learn from them and you, and you help other people throughout their lows as well. So, um, but I think that's, that's
1: all I have for today. <laughs> Again, we encourage the for the plot era, but we also encourage, you know, just getting, getting through the busy, busy days before the holidays. We definitely take care of
0: yourself. Take care, yeah. of yourself, take care of
1: yourselves, you know, do what you need to do, but just a little bit of, food for thought there for your friday Blummy, um, yummy yummy be- food. We- we- food so happy that you're here and again thank you guys for tuning in and we look forward to next episode yes thank you so much pia for starting us off and it was so lovely talking to you and we will talk to you guys later peace out Peace. <laughs>